As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. We're back for another solo episode of the Built to Last show. It's not solo. I'm here. <laughs> it's not a solo episode today <clears throat> because I have my unfair advantage and with me. So what is I- my unfair advantage? Me. Well, the listeners may not know who me is. Your husband, Sean. <laughs> I've got Sean with me. This is my husband, Sean Huber, certified high-performance coach. Certified. Hypno- certified hypnotherapist extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. Extraordinarily, yes. So Sean's always been my secret unfair advantage. What's so, that mean? Well, I mean, you get a lot of ideas from things that I talk about and you use them in all of your stuff because that's what we talk about. Yeah. And then when you freak out and stress out, and <laughs> I bring you down a few thousand notches. A few thousand. And you can tell, oh, yes, Megan likes to hang off cliffs once in a while. I do. Yes. So you're what, taller than me right now for the first time ever. Yeah, I know. It's a wow. nice chair finally. Why I want to come on here, Megan's like, what am I going to talk about today? I'm like, well, what do you think that most people would be interested in? And everyone calls this mindset stuff. And I don't know if you've ever set something, but when you set it, it doesn't work. I like mind malleability. I like uh, mind frame. Neuroplasticity. Mind state. And how do all these things work? And people call it manifestation and all these mumbo jumbo words, which, you know, they all do apply. But how does it actually work? And our subconscious is much, much more powerful than anyone would want to ever believe. Because if they knew how powerful it was, we would be a much happier, healthier earth in general. Our thoughts do become things, but there's ways in which we're not in control of that. And there are ways in which we can be. So I just wanted to bring up, you know, the things that I've been working on and helping you take a look at. Megan, get ready for this one. Never dreamed, she said. I don't dream. No, it's not that I never had dreams. Or you never remember them. Well, okay. If I am, in fact, having a dream every night, I don't know it. Right. And when I did recall a dream, it's very few and far between. Like maybe once a month. So we did a simple exercise and now it's happening with your dreams. Yeah. Do you want to tell them the exercise? Not yet. Oh. So what are your dreams like now? What are they like? Do you remember them? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Never remember dreams before. Now she remembers some simple exercise we did. Very vividly as well. Right. So, And I don't forget them like after a few days. I mean, it's not as clear after a few days. Well, the object is is to write your dreams down afterwards, then figure them out as the day goes. So how does that shift what's going on? Our subconscious, when we're in dream state, is trying to figure out what is going on. It uses different metaphors and pictures and images and things of that nature. And you don't want to really read so far into them. But at the same time, it's sending your subconscious a message that it needs to hear. So how do you apply these things? They're really simple to do. It is the type of thing where there's alpha, theta, delta, different waves, which we can beta. Beta is like where we're at right now. But we want to be in an alpha sense where alpha means right when you're about to wake up, when you're in meditation or under hypnosis, or right when you're about to fall asleep. There's that 
you're not asleep, but you're not awake, you're groggy, that's where your mind's very open to suggestion. Now, I like to listen to a lot of different hurts, healing, and meditative type things. We listen to it every night. Megan doesn't realize it because I get to bed later and turn it on. Uh, so it can do all kinds of different things for you. The intention is really what's important. I just had a five-day challenge and I used a lot of this in that challenge because I wanted people to see that slight changes in their life have huge impacts in the way they think and the motivation they have. And motivation is an interesting thing because if you think about motivation, it's almost what is to me um, a feeling. It's an emotion. How do you stay motivated? And that is things that people are trying to figure out. And the reality of it is that you don't want to be motivated all the time. You want to be in a place in your mind and your daily activities where you're looking forward to doing something. So goal setting is one of the ways you can do that. But the main thing is, is how do you get your mind in an environment where you're talking about things you want to have happen? And when I was discussing with Megan certain exercises to do, it's difficult for you to visualize things and express them. You're like, oh, it's an apple. I'm like, describe it. It's red. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, who the hell's ever seen just a red plain apple? A lot of people, honestly, it's not their fault. They're very analytical. They're very in the mode of fixing things, business conscious. They're not very into descriptive things. They get what they get, but they don't get it necessarily in the depth they want it because they're not using their senses to describe something. So my big thing is, okay, if you're going to describe an apple to a blind person, how would you describe it? There's textures to an apple, which most people really don't take into consideration. There's different shapes. There's different colors. There's actually different tastes and smells. And so where is this apple located? Is it on a tree? Is it in a grocery store? Is it in a basket? Is it on a plate? Is it cut up? All those things have a different image of what an apple looks like. So an exercise that I've been working on is just picture an apple tree in your mind, right? Most people will look at an apple tree as this tree out in nature, out in a grove, and it's got an apple and it's hanging. There's many apples around it. But that apple tree also goes through seasons. What does that apple tree look like during the spring? Like apple blossoms. They're amazing. They're for a short period of time. There's new growth happening. Then after the summer goes and the apples grow, they pick them in the fall, and then you have these leaves starting to fall off. And then wintertime, this apple tree, depending upon where it is, is very barren, and it's sitting by itself. Now, what is the apple tree doing when it's dormant? It's actually recharging and rejuvenating and rehealing. So it has the energy then to go into the spring to start this whole process over, and it pulls nutrients from the ground, right? So a lot of times, we only see one season of that apple tree. We have to start to realize that there's many seasons, and that's the same thing with us as a person. We see ourselves in our past, and we're presently where we are, but we don't give ourselves a lot of credit to how we got to where we are. The reality of becoming hugely successful is seeing where you want to go and creating the detail and realizing that when you're in a hypnotic state or in a meditative state, there are going to be all kinds of pictures that go in and out through that because we're not being specific on what we're targeting. So you want to be specific on the image that you want to see yourself in. So for example, an easy way to do this is to picture an inanimate object, say a water bottle or whatever, a glass. Describe the glass with your eyes are closed. Then you take the glass from left and slide it right off of the screen, which you're visualizing. Then you take an event that you've been really successful in, a specific event, and you detail it out 
what you're wearing, the temperature, the people, the sound, where the location was, the topic of conversation, how you felt before, during, and after that event, and make it real. Once you have that, then you slide it to the side from left to right. Then you pick up a picture of what something you want to occur in exceptional detail. That's where the planning before this happens because it may have all kinds of different things coming in and out. It could be how I want to feel and look, where I want to live, what my business looks like with my team around me, what a live event looks like, or, or what the car I'm driving is, or a family vacation I'm on. Be very, very specific on what you're looking at at that point on that screen and describe it in exceptional detail. And that thing will happen because you're not doing it once, you're doing it repetitively. And that's where all these things come into play. So what have you been working on at night that you repeat to yourself? What's the saying that you're using right now? Megan has it on her phone. Excuse me. So I say this to myself 20 times. In a row. And and again, you want to make sure it's the same exact thing over and over, not to deviate because sometimes we'll forget and we'll put another word in, which creates another meaning. I am happy I am successful. And I love helping people, which helps me create a seven-figure annual income by December 2022 that helps me reach my dreams of owning a ranch. Okay, so see how specific (laughs) that is. The tone in which you're saying it to yourself is very important too. Like, is this something you're saying that's going to maybe happen? Or do you really, truly 100% believe it's going to happen? 100% believe it's going to happen. And you say it 20 times. The repetitive thing actually puts you in a hypnotic state because you're just saying it over and over and over and over. Now... If your partner has a different dream than you, it can be a little different. So make sure you're on the same page or things that are going to incorporate both your dreams together. So if Megan has something specific about her business and how she wants to grow that particular leg of it, then she would make something more solid. So you can go into much deeper, like how you want that entire 2022 to evolve. You can talk about like, adding in retreats, bringing in how many new clients to help out, how many podcasts you want to be. The more specific you start to add into that particular saying and make different sayings, the more realistic it becomes to us. So when people say, what's mindset about? It's not all the information you've gathered. That's part of it. It's not all the connections you've made. That's part of it. It's the combination of how you're taking all this information and all these connections in and taking action and being really, really amazingly thoughtful of how you want this to execute. Put some time into it, not just, oh, this would be fun to have. Like right now, we're talking about getting a new car. And it's something that we need because there are times that we need to be in different places at different times. Now, do we need to get something really expensive? No. Do we need to get this? We don't need to get anything. It's a choice we're going to make. Now, the justification of the choice is how much do you want to invest into a car to take you from point A to point B? If you're worried about what other people are going to think, then you're going to buy something that has a name to it because it makes you feel better. Or if you want to buy something cheap that doesn't cost you anything, then you may have to worry about the maintenance of it, the previous owner, how they treated the car. Is it going to be reliable or not? Then you can look at a brand new car and say, okay, do we want to purchase this or we just lease it and put it under the business name? So we've discussed a little bit. And then you start saying, okay, we're thinking about this vehicle. Then you look up online, different ratings and you say, oh, wait a minute, this one might be better. 
but is the lease program the same? And then when you get to the dealership, oh, wait, they don't have that exact model. They have one that has more options. Do we want to spend a little bit more? If you don't have these things set up before you go into these situations, you will end up making choices you aren't ready to make. So be very specific. If this is the car, this is what you want to spend, and this is why you want to spend it, then that's fine. Do it. But there's also going to be ways in which you're starting to say, well, if I stop doing this, I'd have more money here. That's not how this works. Focus on what you want to have happen and make it happen. And you don't have to make excuses of other things you're going to get rid of or other things you're going to bring in because then what happens is you become static where you're at. The money doesn't change. The people you don't help really doesn't change. The exchange you're making for one thing or another, it's equal and it fits into your budget. So it works. But are you getting to that next level of excitement and enthusiasm and fear and you're charged up and motivated by it? No. So what are those things that you're going to make yourself feel uncomfortable doing to get to that next level? And that's what I love working with people on is the simple things you're going to do are going to have a huge impact on the way in which you're handling stress and thinking about yourself from drinking a little bit more water to putting your computer down 30 minutes before you go to bed to challenging yourself in a physical thing from a plank to a push-up to whatever you want it to be, but doing something different and that doing something different in those small areas, your brain starts to recognize doing something different and wants to do it in other areas where you may have been hesitant because the small wins you get in those areas of doing something different motivates you to do the doing something different in the bigger areas of your life. So by putting those together, you're going to have huge success. But it all starts with a plan. And again, what we do is we try and we guide people on how to make different decisions for them and their team in their business and in their life to get the most out of what they are doing, not adding a bunch of new stuff, but doing what you're doing, just doing it a little bit better and getting those main results. And this is one way that I became the unfair advantage where I really geek out on this stuff and Megan really wasn't into it, but she reads all these books about it. But then when you started applying these little actions, you started getting results. Mm -hmm. So how does that feel to say, well, why wasn't I doing this before? And why am I doing it now? How did, what do you mean? How does that feel? Like you weren't doing these things before. How does it, how has it shifted the way you feel about what you're doing? Just doing this thing 20 times a night. Well, I was doing this stuff before. The difference is I wasn't consistent. Right. That's the key to this is consistency. I've done this before for lots of years, very intermittently and very inconsistently. And when you did it, what did you do? And I think a part of it in the past is I didn't really believe it. I was just saying it, but I didn't really believe that was so, but when you said it, did what would happen when you would do those things? Would you get results in the past? Yeah, yes. A no little. Question. No, it's it's doesn't have to be severity. It has to just be if you felt that you were. Yes, you but were, it wasn't. It didn't last because you weren't consistent, right? So it did. So this is where people say this is coincidental. Well, if it's coincidental and you stop doing it, then why would the coincidence go away? It's coincidental because you're working on it. It's not a coincidence. This is how. This is the crazy thing about life. It's not two plus two equals four in in this organic software system that runs in our brain. So if you believe this and this put together equals this, then it does. And that's the hard part for people to grasp. Because I believe something the way it works and it does work, then that's true for me. But someone else may not believe it works and do the same thing and not get the result. 
because they didn't believe it worked. So is that a placebo effect? Well, yes and no, because it works for you. Now, here's the crazy thing. The reason why it doesn't continue to work for you isn't because the system isn't working. It's because you're thinking about the system differently. And that's happened with launches we've done where it worked really well and now it's not working because you can say it's certain things, but I know what it was. It was thinking about, well, this isn't happening now and that's not happening now. Well, that's you're creating that. We are where we are because of the choices we make and the things we talk about and the way we feel about the things we're talking about. You all want to be super successful? Think differently. Take actions differently. Have fun with this stuff. And you will be. It doesn't happen overnight or it does. It's up to you. Like everyone that I've worked with is shocked at the results they've gotten as quickly as they got in these results because I made sure they were consistent. It's the same thing with exercise. It's not like, oh, all of a sudden you wake up and you're in this best shape of your world. If you sleep better, eat better, drink more water, become more flexible. And flexible is an interesting thing, not just physical, but mental with what you're doing and don't have these, well, if I didn't do this, I can't do that. Listen to the word choices you're making. Listen to the tone in which you're saying it. And those are the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. Just listen to it. Record yourself. I don't like my voice. Well, great. I don't like. There are tons of words that we're using in our daily life that are screwing things up. And there's tons of words that are making things happen. But you can't make things happen in one area of your life and other things aren't. You're just not doing it, actually. You're doing a little bit. It's trickling in. You really need to take a look at why do you talk to your spouse the way you talk to them? Why do you talk to yourself the way you talk to yourself? Why do you talk to your business people that you work with every day? Are you in such a rush that you don't really interact with a human being who's checking you out at a grocery store or convenience store? How many times have you seen someone just like, hey, I'm a card, and a human being's right across from it and they do not acknowledge them one, one bit? It's pathetic. Well, I don't have time. Well, I'm too busy. You know why people say they're too busy? They're just too busy for you. They made a choice in their mind that the time that you're asking for them, they're too busy to give to you. But the funny thing is, is they show up when you start doing better. If you have something they want, they'll give you a call because they're not, for some reason, busy right now. But that's just the way life is. You have to make these choices. So I just want to share with that with you guys here today and you know, figure out, is this the type of thing that you're interested in and having... Megan, share some of these crazy things that she does that are actually the fun part and interesting part about figuring out how to make all this work. It's not just the systems. It's not just the frameworks. It's the attitude towards all of it, too. So where have you seen that really take a change with people you've worked with? What? <clears throat> your attitude shifted and everything started to work better. Everything works better when your attitude shifts because you perceive everything in a very different way. So how do you get yourself All of there? a sudden. How do you shift your attitude? I think you can do it instantaneously. But why do people not then? I mean, I think some people, I truly believe some people think they just say like they have like a fixed mindset. Like that's just the way I am. I've always been that way. Well, if they don't suffer, they won't grow. And that's a lot of people's minds. I also think people are addicted to um, being separated. I I truly feel like I I have felt this way um, at times. And most of my life where I was addicted to being separated from what I wanted, because that's all I knew. 
Well, why, what do you mean addicted to being separated from what you wanted? Like you couldn't achieve it or something constantly of you? thinking in your mind. I mean, I remember this as a child where I would go to my best friend's house. And I remember this from being like six years old and I wanted everything that she had. I thought she had a nicer house. Her bedroom was so cool. She had things in her bedroom and it wasn't like, oh, they're richer. They have more money because her mom was a teacher just like mine and her dad didn't work. So it wasn't that they had all this money. They had a pool, but I always wanted the things that she had. And I would always because like, because it wish. was creative. Then I did that the rest of my life. And it's like, no matter what anybody was trying to teach me about how it could be better, I would default back to, well, this is what I want. And I can't have it because I'm separate from that. And it just became like beyond a pattern. It was like an addiction. But you created that. Correct. Well, what, so here's what I see in that addiction is then you didn't have to make choices because then nothing would be wrong with what you chose. Yeah. So if you pick someone else's stuff, like Megan would love to just buy a house that it's fully decorated and walk in and have, have to do a thing because <laughs> there's no creativity involved and Megan's not a creative visual person. That's what we're working not on. Visually creative. Right. But creative in other ways. But here's the thing. You work on your weakness. Correct. And if you get visually creative, you could walk into a house that looks like crap and say, Hey, if we move this wall, if we had this color here, and that's what I love about these new programs that they have out for houses where they put it all in and you can see what it could possibly be. If you can't see how to decorate a room and set it up the way you want, how the hell do you think you're ever going to be able to see the success you want in your business? It's the same exact system it's the same process in detail. And this is what I want to explain to people really quick. You can always change your mind. You can always change your mind. Like we always thought, or not me personally, but you, that the next house we get is our dream house. And now we're like, what? Why don't we just get a house and redo it, set it up nice, be in it for two years, make some money on it, rent it, and get the next house. Like we're limiting our possibilities because we're not thinking outside the box. Mm -hmm. So we could have done that years ago mm -hmm. and we didn't. Now that doesn't mean we're going to sit there and dwell on what we didn't do. And the housing market definitely has gone up. Like we would have bought the same house that six or $700,000 two years ago for about 300,000. That's how crazy prices of real estate have changed. Does that mean we're in a crappier location? No, you still can do what you want to do. But if you like dwell in the past, we should have done this, we should have done that. Then you're wasting your energy. The other thing is well, what you have is to make it better. And that's upgrading things from your lighting, the color, you can switch plants around, you can change your desk and put it in a different location. All those things create different flows of energy. So the big thing is, is like, if you want the best maximized positive energy, you need to create the maximized flow of energy. And so organizing things, decluttering things has a huge impact on the way in which you think because you can find things and see things easier. But at the same time, the cluttered room is the creative room, right? That's what people are justifying. At least it's kind of funny. So when it comes to your next big thing, how are you detailing it out right now? Whatever that next big thing is going to be for you. What do you mean by how? Like in my mind, on paper? All of it. Like where, where's your process start? Because we all have a different process. Usually my process starts with you well, asking me questions, right, and pulling you, it out of me. And then That's you go, where it starts. Right. And then you go do it. Yeah. 
So, so remember, you're my unfair advantage, right? So, what? <laughs> so, why do we want this farm, or why do you want this farm? I know why I do. Why do you want? It? Or ranch? She calls it a ranch. Yeah, I like the I like the word ranch. Over farm, because you can have lots of things on a ranch, and so can you with a farm. Yeah, the farm to Megan is work. Well, a ranch is work too. So, what is what is in this ranch or on so this ranch? So, I I want a ranch because I desire peace, space. And space, and I love being in nature. It's one of my most favorite things, which is ironic because I barely leave the house um, because I work here all day long. But I love to be in nature. I love like just sprawling space that you can do stuff with. Okay. So and are you going to do anything with it? Well, I might like hire people to do something with it. I don't know that I'm <laughs> the animals on the farm it. will never see Megan helping them out maybe uh, a little bit and i want i want to be able to entertain people i love entertaining people having people stay at our house so friends and family and then also having a space like i want like the most the coolest space where people come and we are leading transformational retreats and facilitating transformation in people so part of the space on the ranch will be dedicated to that and i want it to be a sanctuary for people to be in for a week and show them what's possible beyond what they've ever imagined for themselves. And so, so my version of that is a lot of people go out to these retreats and they decompress to get away. And Hey, that works great until you put yourself back in the crap you just left. And it's actually worse because you are in a better state and you go back to what it is and it impacts you differently. So it's to teach people, like, how do you take these techniques you're learning right now home with you to make your environment better? How to set up your workplace, how to set up your social life differently, how to set up your health and realize that you're not sacrificing anything by being healthier. So, for example, and I use this a lot, you get a brand new pair of sneakers, right? And you're you exercise in them. You're wearing them and wearing them and they work, they feel great. And then you notice that, you know, they're getting a little dirty and you clean them up a little bit and you just keep wearing them. And then maybe one area is getting a little worn out you're still wearing them. And you go and you find the exact same pair of shoes. You're like, maybe I'll get them. Okay. I'll wait a couple more weeks. And you're like, fine. I need, I just, these are getting too ratty looking. And you put those new exact same pair of shoes on. And you're like, oh my God, these feel so much better. It's the same shoe, right? That shoe was only as best as it ever was going to be the day you put them on. And then it started degrading as you kept wearing it, but it degraded so slowly you didn't realize it, right? So let's think about our diet. Say you don't realize that you're allergic to something or it has an adverse effect and causes inflammation and you just eat like bread or something and you realize, oh, this is bothering me. And you're like, I got to do something. And you stop all of a sudden eating bread, we'll say, or we'll just say gluten, right? And you're like, man, I feel so much better. So I'm going to go back and try gluten. And you try a little bit and you're like, oh, wow, that feels so much worse. Why? Because your body got used to its pain and you took it away and it started to heal and get better. And once you started healing and then you introduced the thing that was actually suppressing it, it affected it 10 times more. So you're like, damn, I can't go back to eating this. And you'll test the, you'll test this stupid theory over and over and it gets worse and worse. 
to the point where you're like, I can't even get near this now. I'm going to have, I'm going to be down for three days, but we still want to have what we want, regardless if we know it's not good for us. Why? Because we're not thinking about the alternative. We haven't replaced that sugary, amazing donut that we used to get in California. They're that was so good. Dude, I haven't had a donut in years. And I'm not kidding. I haven't had a piece of real cake in years. We used to call it donut day. Yeah. Every Sunday was donut day. I haven't we did eaten, that for years. I haven't eaten a candy bar in, in years. years. Why? Because if I do, I'm down for three or four days and it's terrible. Now, gluten-free, there's even, you can go further than gluten-free. That's grain-free, which I'm doing right now. And that is to get rid of all the inflammation in my body. Now, what has happened since I've been being more conscious about eating that you see with me? Besides losing 20 pounds. Oh, yeah, that 20 pounds. And that's inflammation weight, really. It was all puffiness. It wasn't. Right. It well, wasn't like I didn't lose a bunch of muscle. Anything, it, no. Muscle. It was puffiness. Right. Uh, you're you have a more clear vision. Mm-hmm. I I think that you have a more clear purpose for the direction that you are going. You're not as irritated or you are less out. like yeah, you're less stressed out. You are more positive. The, I'd say the biggest thing with you is you had and I don't know that I recognize this. You had a lot of anxiety, right? And you were good at hiding it. So here's 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 the truth. You don't know what you don't know, and this is all to do with mindset too. Like think about food impacting me in that way: anxiety, irritation, bloated, inflammation. Getting rid of some food and all that goes away. And how do you think I'm thinking clearer and better and more relaxed with this? But you think that. Oh, wait, a doctor's going to give me a pill to get rid of this anxiety, or I need to take this, but I'm not making these other modifications. So I've got this thing called an aura ring and it tracks my sleep. And my stomach was bothering me because I had some bad bacteria or fungus or whatever in my gut. And my resting heart rate during the day was 102. And at night it was 85. And I went to a naturopath that I see and I said, I think my accelerated heart rate is being affected by this stuff in my gut. And she's like, let's check it out. She goes, yeah, sure is. And we did some other muscle testing and my resting heart rate last night was 62 during the day. Now it's in the high seventies, low eighties, which is low for me. And you wonder like, did this type of thing, which I've had maybe going on for a while, but it's been not really bad, but it's still there. Was that affecting my heart the entire time? I think it has. We are quite unaware of how external things that we're taking internally are affecting us. And like I said, these small little shifts, as you said, got rid of the inflammation. I'm thinking better. I don't have as much anxiety from food. So what happens when we have a ranch? We can grow our own fish chickens, have bees, have all our green vegetables that we want to have and show people like this could be the way in which you live your life and find local purveyors to bring these items to you. Well, it's going to cost you more. Is it really? Because I'll pay anything to feel this way than I did before. What is your investment into you that's going to be most important? That should be you because without you, you don't have anything else. So my unfair advantage, I guess, for Megan is that I bring up these before they were out there concepts. Now they're actually mainstream. 
because I've been like this my entire life, but I didn't really understand the impact of what processed sugar is going to do to me because I exercised. I'll just burn it off. What dyes and stuff would do to me because of being healthier and cleaner eating and going through what I've been through, these things do affect me differently and they affect each person differently. And I'm going to be totally honest. You know, I go by driving in the car and then see this person smoking a cigarette, eating fast food. I'm like, how come that person is moving around and not going through what I went through? Like really? And the sad thing is, is we don't know the quality of life of that person in that car. But it's interesting on how twisted our food is, how twisted our healthcare is, how twisted all this information coming to us is. Is it really facts that are going to impact us in a positive way? Most of the time it's not. So why are you engaging in it? And you have some choices to make to become successful in your life, however you want that success to look like. And maybe it's not money, maybe it's your health, maybe it's the quality of life you want but it's time to start making some choices. So that's what I got today. Cool. What if other people want you to be their unfair advantage? You have a program coming up, right? Yes. You want to talk about that? Um, if they want to reach out to me on Facebook, they can, or it's structuredfreedom at gmail.com. Just did a five-day challenge on it. It's an eight-week program. You actually get to meet with me twice one-on-one. You can do the hypnosis if you want, or we can go more in depth of coaching that you want to have happen. It's under a thousand dollars for the first time I've ever offered this, but another challenge is going to be happening in a couple of weeks. And what I've found that blew my mind away are the results that people are getting in the challenge itself. And they're like, this is a no brainer. Like, why would I not do this? I also do one-on-one coaching with people. And we're also going to be putting out some interesting new styles of retreats with couples. And I'm going to be working with men on this. And I have connections to having people's blood work taken if they want to know where their hormone levels are at and stress levels and their vitamin levels. We've got all kinds of experts that are amazing in the field that we work in that we're not an expert in that help us out to do these things too. So if anyone's interested, just reach out. Yeah. So I'll put your email address and the link to the program and the link to the program in the show notes. So that's there. If you're listening to this and you want to join that, does it start in March? Yes. March. Right after spring break. Okay. So the second half of March. Yes. Yeah. So grab your spot for that. Because I didn't want to start and then take a whole week off for spring break. But I may be taking the one-on-ones before spring break. That's what I think I'm doing Yeah, to get them started at least. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for being here, Sean. You're welcome. Unfair advantage. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.